Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you could experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh Podcast. This week's title is Cub and Dine. You know, Psalm 23 verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. You know, when the disciples struggled after the crucifixion, they were sitting at a table. And Jesus showed up at the table and he lifted them up. He brought them forth. He raised them up in that resurrection power, igniting in them the resurrection, the life, the salvation, the message that he had brought forth. And he revealed himself to them. I'm sure they were thinking before he showed up, why is this the way it is? What was happening? You know, we've even said, why is this taking so long? Why no manifestation yet? Why, why, why? The questions always try to rise. We wonder, we think, we reason, and we're wondering why. But see, the answer has already risen. The risen Jesus showed up at that table with the disciples. When everything looked bleak, when everything looked dark, when everything looked like a failure, when everything seemed to be contrary to everything Jesus had taught them, everything he said, the answer had already risen. And Jesus showed up and he was that answer. So the real question here is, what has he done? He has brought forth salvation and he has resurrected. And he stays faithful to his word and to every promise. You know, he will meet you at your faith. And importantly, God will meet you at his word. Jesus showed up at that table and he was meeting the disciples at his word. He had said in Matthew 16 that this would happen and that he would be raised up. And he had spoken that to them many times. Well, he had already prepared the table before them. He really didn't want them sitting at a table of unbelief. He wanted them sitting at the table of salvation, the table that was prepared, the table that he had brought forth. You know, in Psalm 23, 5, when it says, Thou preparest a table before me, that before me is face to face with me. And before means before time. See, his plan and purpose has been set into motion before time. He created time. It says that he put the sun and the moon in their socket, and he created the night and the day. His creation is time. And he set seasons in time and he set purposes in time and he brought forth Jesus who died on the cross who rose from the dead in a moment of time well before Jesus died on that cross Abraham saw that time it says that he saw Jehovah Jireh he saw him crucified and he believed on Jesus he believed on the absolute power of God and the resurrection and the provision, the Jehovah Jireh, the provision of the son of God for him, for even his son, for even the seed that God had promised him. Well, see, that was a table prepared before time. You know, this table, this blessing, every purpose, every plan has been prepared for you. It's a table he has set, a table of salvation, a table of purpose, a table of blessing, a table of calling. And he's done it face to face with you. 
You know, he said he did it in a way that he has brought forth the blessing and he is bringing forth a manifestation of himself, revealing himself to you that you will see that he has prepared for you everything he has promised. You know, that word table is the word shalhan. It means a king's table. It also means it's for private use and sacred uses. It's for your private use. It's before you. And it's the king's table. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Well, you know, this Hebrew word means before, behind, towards, in front of, forward, formerly, from before time. So here it is, the table, the shalhan. It is there before time. It's brought forth it's bringing it forward. It's bringing it towards you. It was behind everything that he has promised. He has prepared. He has made a way. He has prepared a way. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this table is the king's table for you. And in this Hebrew word, it also has the definition of a meal. The meal of his blessing. The meal of his resurrection. He has prepared his meal, his meal of salvation for you, his meal of blessing for you. He set the table and that table has been prepared. He set it with every promise, with every word, with all his doing, with all of his accomplishment. He has set it with his glory. He has set it for you in a very personal way. And he wants you to receive it. He wants you to eat of this table. He wants you to come and dine. You know, in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14, it says a story here where Jesus showed himself to the disciples after his resurrection. And he was revealing to them, including Simon Peter and Thomas and all of his disciples, that he was risen. Well, Simon Peter said unto them, I'm going to go fishing. And they said, well, I want, we're going to go with you. So they went and they entered into the ship and they didn't catch anything. Well, when morning was come, Jesus stood at the shore and the disciples didn't even recognize him as he was standing there. They were just beside themselves, not knowing what to do. And they were going back to what was familiar. Let's just go fishing. Let's just go back to what we did. As Jesus stood on the shore, he said to them, Hey, children, have you any meat? He wanted them to come and dine. And they answered him and they said, no. Well, in verse six, it says, and Jesus said to them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. What are they going to find? He's preparing a table. That table is the table of blessing. That table is at his word. You know, they had to go forth at his word. It says that they cast their nets and it says they weren't able to draw because there were so many fish. See, this had happened once before. Well, they turned, it says in verse 7, John says, it's the Lord. They recognize, wait, we've experienced this before. Now, when Simon Peter heard it, he absolutely ran and he cast himself into the sea. And he just swam towards Jesus. And the other disciples came in this ship. Well, here's Peter just going and swimming and coming so quickly to Jesus because he was just amazed Jesus had risen. And it says they weren't very far from the land, but they were dragging the net with the fishes along with them. It says in verse 9, as soon as they came to the land, they saw a fire of coals there. Jesus had prepared a fire and he had laid fish on it and bread. He's saying, come and dine. I am bringing to you my presence, 
my salvation, and my resurrection. In verse 10, Jesus said, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. And Simon Peter went up. He drew the net to the land full of great fishes, and a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet the net was not broken. See, he is the God of overflow. And as you go and you see that it says in this scripture, in Psalm 23, verse 5, that our cup runneth over. He was showing that he was bringing an overflow of the table, of the blessing that he had promised. And in verse 12, it says, Jesus said, come and dine, come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, who art thou? knowing that it was the Lord. See, Jesus came to them and they saw him and they experienced the blessing of the table coming and dining with him. It said in verse 13 that Jesus took bread and he gave it to them and he gave fish to them. He ate with them. And in verse 14, it says this was the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was risen from the dead. You know, what caused them in Mark 16 to sit there and wonder? What caused them to get confused? You know, we could get into circumstances where we have experienced eating at the table of the Lord, where we have experienced what he has promised, and then suddenly we begin to wonder. Situations happen, circumstances take place, and we begin to sit at the table and just wonder, what is going on? Why is this happening? Well, Jesus again reveals himself to us, and he is that resurrection. And he says again, come and dine. And he upbraideth us and he lifts us up from that table of unbelief, from that table of circumstance, from those tables of challenges that come. And he reveals himself again and again. And he says, come and dine. You know, in Psalm 23, verse five, it says, he prepares that table before time, face to face with us in the presence of our enemies. Well, this word in the presence is naged. It means in front of and against. And the word of our enemies is the word sadrer. What this means is in the presence of our distress, in the presence that what has been made narrow, what has tried to besiege us. This Hebrew word means to bind up and shut up and tie up and to cramp and to make things narrow and again to be distressed and to press hard and to suffer. Anything that shows hostility towards us or vexes us. It says he prepares the table in front of and against anything that is trying to bring distress and shut us up and cramp us in and put us down. See, the word of God says we've been set free from the snare of the fowler. We have been set free like a cage, been opened and the bird is released and flies away. We have been lifted up in him, flying out of anything that has brought us distress or has tried to bind us up. And he set that table in front of and against those things. You know, as we see that he has set his table and he has put it in the presence in front of and against anything that has bound us up, we have to see that he has set the table with something because he has prepared it. Well, see, this table has been revealed to us that it's the children's bread. You know, he fed his people in the wilderness and he fed the multitude to reveal that he is the bread. What is the children's bread? 
Well, the children's bread is represented as the showbread found in the temple. Jesus is the showbread. You know, these loaves were consecrated to the Lord. And these loaves were used as the love feast and at the Lord's table. And this is the bread of life. You know, Jesus served the Passover supper representing that he was the bread. You know, he brought forth that I am that bread of life. I am the one that is bringing life to you. He has prepared the table with himself, with his blessing, with his promise, with his salvation, with every promise in the word of God. Everything that he has purposed in us, for us, with that inheritance, he has prepared it for us to eat of, to receive, to embrace. You know, he fed the multitudes. He's feeding us. He feeds you. He is a very personal God. He has prepared this table for you. Everything he's accomplished and everything he's done and what he has promised and what he has said he's done, he has brought to you and he has set it as a table before you for you to take and receive. In Matthew 15 verses 27 through 28, there was a very persistent woman. Jesus challenged her to see herself beyond what people had labeled her to be. He challenged her to answer by faith. He challenged her to see that she deserved the children's bread. See, people saw her as last. They labeled her as less. She was a victim of being put down. And he challenged her to meet her at her faith, to meet her at the table. The bread of life was there. And he said, I am here. What do you want? What are you saying to me? He wanted her faith to answer him. He wanted her confidence to rise in who he had made her to be and who he was in her life. And he's challenging you that you should get this bread and that you should go after this. And as he challenged her, she answered this. She said, Lord, the truth is that even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Well, the key here is she said the master's table. She was calling him Lord. She was declaring that he was her Lord. She was declaring that he was her Lord and he had every right to be her Lord. And she saw herself in need of him and she had a right to embrace him. She was declaring that he was her master, her savior. She was declaring that he was her Lord and she deserved the bread. She deserved everything. And she knew that even in the crumb was all the life of the bread of life. Just in the very small crumb. She didn't have to go after the whole loaf. She just went after exactly what was there for her to grab. And she said, I'm taking it. I'm not going to see myself as less. I'm not going to see myself as undeserving. I'm not going to see myself in any way separated from who you say I am or what you've promised me or what you have brought to me. I am going to be persistent and say, this bread belongs to me. I don't care if it's a crumb. It's mine. And the life is in the crumb. Everything is in the crumb. One word from God will change your life from forever. One small word. It doesn't matter. Your life is changed because there is life in the word. There is life in him. There is life in the bread. And that is the table set before you. And in Matthew 15 verse 28, Jesus answered her and he said, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto thee, even as you will. And she embraced that. And she was coming to him for her daughter. 
and her daughter was made whole that very hour. And she experienced the blessing of the resurrection. She experienced the blessing of the table. She experienced the blessing of the bread. See, see yourself sitting at the table. See yourself available to experience the bread of life, what he's prepared before you. See yourself worthy because of what he's done, because of what he has said, because of who he is, and because he has called you worthy. Who are you? You are who he says you are. What do you have? You have what he says you have. And what can you do? You can do what he says you can do. He sees you as successful. He sees you as above and not beneath. He does not see your failures. He sees your success. He sees your wholeness. He sees you complete. He sees you forgiven. He sees you whole. And as we go forth and we read and find out in verse 5, the rest of this scripture, it says, He anoints my head. That word head means giving you the choices and the best. He has anointed you to have the best. And it says he anoints us to give us the best with oil. That word oil means fruitfulness. And he declares that our cup runs over. Well, the word anoint here is the word dashain. It means to be fat and to grow fat, become prosperous. It means prosperity and to it means to find that offering acceptable. It means to take away the ashes and to be a part of the blessing of Jehovah. It means that he has brought forth everything. You know, the word anointing means to remove burdens and destroy yokes. And as he has anointed, he makes fat he makes that blessing come. He makes the, the prosperous way, the way of God, the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus coming to us. And he removes everything and destroys everything that would try to put us down. So he anoints our head. He anoints the choices and the best. Anything that's trying to keep us from having his best, having the choice thing that he has brought forth, that anointing has removed that burden and destroyed that yoke. And as he anoints our head, he is lifting us up in the choices and the best. He is bringing us in that oil, that fruitfulness, that blessing. And it says that he has made our cup runneth over. Well, that word cup is found in Psalm 16, verse 5, where it said, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. He is the bread. He is the portion of our inheritance. And he is our cup. Our cup runneth over. He has brought forth the cup of our life overflowing, the cup of who we are overflowing, his inheritance overflowing. He is overflowing to us. In Psalm 116, verse 13, it says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon his name. He has prepared a table for you. Your cup is running over. We can take a hold of that cup that he has set at that table for us, the cup of salvation. We can come and dine and experience all that he has promised, all that he's brought us and the fullness of the blessing of the Lord. And that word runneth over is the word ravia. It means to be saturated. It means to run over and wealthy. It is overflowing and saturating us with all that he is. It means we are rich in goodness, 
rich in salvation, rich in blessing, rich in wisdom, rich in him. He promises to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory, and he overflows us. He is overflowing the cup of salvation, the cup of blessing in our lives. He overflows us with his inheritance. He overflows us with his covenant. And we are in his overflow of goodness. We are in his overflow of love. He is a good God, and he has called us to come and dine. He has revealed himself to us that he is the resurrected Son of God. And surely goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. In verse 6, he promises that we can dwell in his house, in his blessing, forever and ever. And we can experience the goodness and the mercy and the blessing of God. Because he's prepared us a table. And that table is before time where he set it forth. And it is in the very presence, the very place. It is the king's table. And it is in his absolute presence. And it is in his way of doing things. And that is his blessing. He has done it for us. He has prepared us. And it is the way of life for us. He is the bread of life. Father, I thank you that you have prepared a table for us. I thank you it is the king's table. And we eat of the king's meat. We eat of your salvation and your blessing and all that you brought us. And I thank you that you did it before time and you see what you have brought to us. And you see what we need. And you have set it in motion. And you have brought it forth. And that we can see that you want us to come and dine. And you did this before time and you have set it before any place of distress that you could lift us up out of it and bring forth all that you have for us and that we can eat the children's bread, the bread that you brought forth. And we thank you, Lord, that we could grow fat in that anointing that choices and best and fruitfulness that you have brought forth and you are causing that portion of our inheritance to run over and you are our cup of salvation and we call on your name and we thank you that that portion is ours and we can experience the riches of your glory because your goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.